welcome to the Appalachian Podcast. We are here for our pilot episode. I never really imagined we would be sitting here in this moment, but here we are. I am your host, Billy Riddle, and with me is my co-host, Jeffrey Taylor, who will be uh, me. better known as Bodine. Bodine. And our first guest on our first podcast is none other than John Clements, who is better known to uh, Legendary Tales as a Gingerbread Man. <laughs> run, run, run. Just as fast as you can. You can't catch me. He's a Gingerbread Man. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we're here, and I never thought 20 years ago, when we're both scraping out of the Winn-Dixie parking lot after a shift, that we'd still be sitting here 20 years later, hitting the airwaves. <laughs> I mean, could... John, did you did did you imagine, you know, did did you imagine a future like this twenty years ago? I mean, where did you think you'd be at? Never years thought ago? about. Never thought about. Well, I'm glad I'm not still at Winn Dixie. I can tell you that that Thank place you. was. I, that that place closing down was the best thing. Well, I take that back. I left before they closed down. So yeah, I, I do miss it. That was a good. We had time. some well, good days there. I missed the time period. I miss it because yeah. it was just a fun. We could have been working Crappy anywhere. place to work. But we yeah, could have been working anywhere. We'd have had fun because we were all working. Drag together. racing so, in the parking lot. Yeah, after yeah, work, you know, yeah. hiding hiding beer in the dumpster to go get it after work. <laughs> I'm not gonna say who did that. Well, no, we can't. Well, I mean, because you know, stealing cigarettes. Yeah, I mean, I used to cook dinner for y'all too back in the seafood part. Remember, I used to yep. cook. I used yeah, to I did that a lot uh-huh. too. When we get customers in because, in my opinion, Win Dixie would rip people off. Oh man, big time! Like they would like you would get like a pound of shrimp, and you'd be like iced over. They'd time be like, cook it. They get. They'd like, be like, no, you got to measure that when it's froze. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're 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 already busting into good stories. Okay, yeah, we right, so, even, let's, uh, so get so, back to gold. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. basically, uh, uh, you know, this past year has been hell on a lot of people, and a lot of people have taken this opportunity to buckle themselves down to more fear. Some people have taken the opportunity to to you know step up our game a little bit, and that's kind of it's kind of where I found myself. You know, I look around and just there's so much nonsense going on so much this victim mentality so much of this i can't do i I, you know there is nobody in this area that that has a voice i mean radio stations don't cover it they just play music you know you know who who is really out there to kind of speak up for appalachia well here i am so instead of bitching about it to a lot of people in bars and on the internet why don't i get out here and let's start talking about it let's start making a difference you know through the airwaves so to speak for each and end of every individual we talk to, exactly, and and so let's let's get some people in here. And let's tell some good stories, you know. Let's keep it local. Let's build a little something, and uh, you know we can reach a lot of people when you start small. Uh, and 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 that's why I'm sitting here right now. And the reason, you know, I've known both of these guys for a long, long, long time. You know, me and Jeff go back thirty five, almost forty years. You know, all, we have been collectively hanging out for at least twenty to twenty-five now. Mm-hmm. Technically, we would go back to Rainbow Daycare on Orchard <laughs> Avenue and in Jeff the eighties. Go back to back to A and A Market baseball. baseball. Yep, sure did. Played A and A with that. Somehow Jeffy I got on the Cal- four. Somehow the I got on the Callaway baseball team in Little League. Oh, I that was Cal- it was Callaway. It was A and A, and then it went. Yep, Callaway. I, you were on Callaway, but yeah. technically Rocky. I, I don't know. Callaway. I don't know. How you I and me, on. neither one should have been on that team. No, nope, we, we were nowhere near, near Callaway. Well, um, so, you know, and, and I've known both of these guys forever. So I, I thought to myself, I said, okay, if I'm going to do a podcast, you got to have some, you know, you got to have interesting people on there and you got to have, 
you know, little people with a little bit of desire. And I think, you know, when I look at Bodine, I, I think of somebody, you know, he's a, he's a master researcher and he can get on the computer and find things out in a heartbeat that would take me all kinds of time to find. Me too. So, so, you know, you need somebody who, you know, mm-hmm. weaponize his autism, you know, weaponize it and use it to your favor. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and I mean, that, that, that's a, so I want a liberty minded podcast. I want us to be about liberty. I want us to be about freedom. I want us to be about, you know, endorsing and promoting good ways to will and deal, to make your life better, to build this community up. And we build it up together. We don't build it up by demanding that somebody else do something to make our lives more convenient. We don't demand that politicians do things for us. We go out there and we take the shit on our own. And that's yeah, what you make do. Your own way. Make yeah. your own make way. Your own don't way. demand anything. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to sit here and we're going to talk about some cool shit. We're going to tell some good stories. We're going to, you know, talk about culturally relevant events uh, and, and how that all ties in to each person we have on here. And, you know, uh, I, I can think back, uh, you know, just just to kind of where we came from. Uh, you know, I, I think back to some really good stories we had. You know, we really started all us three in particular I mean Jeff we go back a really long ways but you know us three sitting at the table right here goes back to the like we said earlier the days of Winn-Dixie we all worked in this grocery store mm-hmm. late 90s yeah uh, high school you know 97 college yeah. I started in um, 97 and uh you know, me and John took some school trips together there a couple times. Uh, band trips. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lord, I forgot about the band trips. Oh, my <laughs> A whole new set of memories. That's just a whole new It sure did. It's funny how your brain stores those little uh-huh. memories that you forget exist, and then oh, one thing triggers man. them, and they all come in. Yeah, well, I mean, and I've talked to, you know, Carlton Wilkes recently here, very recently, actually, and I've apologized to him. I said, Mr. Wilkes, I was the worst person to ever come through your band class I gotta be honest with you I didn't take that instrument home one time in like nine years of taking that class I only did Mine it I only did it until practice I didn't practice I sucked I, I pretty much lip played the entire time I did it because I talked my mom into buying one of those stupid instruments in the sixth grade so I could hang out with Bodine. But you Bodine, picked the right one. The trumpet, you picked the trumpet was right. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, well, if I could go back, I would have played trumpet. Well, Bodine was in the West Hall. I was mm-hmm. in the East Hall. So I was like, all right, we were, you know, best friends in all yeah. school. We got split up. He was in you band. You could go so, over there. Yep. Six, so sixth grade so was, yep. Band talk, was in East Hall. I talked my mom into it. And that thing was like 600 bucks in 1993. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's some cake back in. So mm-hmm. I felt obligated to stick around and I was so bad. I was so horrible. Oh, I was but, worse. But I was like, all right, I've made it through this long. Let's stick it through high school because they go on cool trips. Yeah, so that they did. I might really, really suck at band, but I'm a football player in the band going on band trips. Band chicks, you know, the, the, there's a reason the American band Pie went after band too. chicks. So, you know, yeah, there's a reason. Are real. There's a, there is a stereotype there, you know. So And I remember the, back true. then it was, uh, they didn't, which now they split the sixth grades in the East Hall and seventh and eighth are in West, but. Back then, you just kind of got randomly assigned to East or West Hall, but all the band class was Sharon Williams taught the band sixth in the grade. East Halls. Yeah, East Hall, sixth grade, and then seventh and eighth, seventh grade, we we split. We'd have one week with Miss Williams, and then another week with Miss Jones, and then eighth grade, we all had Miss Jones. Yeah. And then they I don't remember the Miss Jones. They split. Well, take it back. They split the woodwinds. Seventh grade, they split woodwinds and and brass together. So me and Billy actually in seventh grade didn't really get to play in the same room a lot. Well, you were a graduate of the year below, mm-hmm. above me anyway. You were mm-hmm. 99. Yeah. 
And I was too thick. But the band, combined. it didn't matter. We were all, band was all together. Oh, was, was it really? Yeah, band, we were all together. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe we, I we did. Were split, we were split because yeah, you had woodwinds okay. and, and then we got together and did the practices. Oh, so. okay. So you, mm. Like you were just, I, there, I have. Then we got to high school, we were all together in one big room. It's yeah. like 65, 70 people in one room. Oh, I was that like, was the time. When you got the high school band, that's when, that's when it's really when band started. Yeah. yeah. I like mm. football, too, in our shitty-ass football town. Like, you know, they're getting us going our ninth or tenth grade year when Pulaski and Salem kids have been playing together since they were seven. No, yeah. wonder, <laughs> no wonder they throw up 68 points in a game mm-hmm. against us. We got remember going all, to Pul- Remember going to Pulaski, they had that jamboree, and they would walk know. down that they, – they had, like, this music and intro and those gold uniforms that had spotlights on them and shit. Yeah. And they would come down beside a flagpole. It was like you were coming out – it was like something out of professional wrestling, and you knew you was going to get your ass kicked, but <laughs> Damn. Well, anyways. Yeah, so, you know, so basically, you know, our, we're here for this podcast to try and make a difference, try and build something, and, and I won't, and I, and I won't, and I won't, I want to John on first, you know, so, so we could kind of flow with it, right? And John is a willer and diller. He's a baller. I mean, he is one of the smartest smartest entrepreneurs I know around here and I know a handful of them but I mean the guy is one year older than me right now you know he's got a nice little lake house he can go to or he can rent out you know for Airbnb stuff during the week you know him and his wife drive matching Porsches uh, just about I mean yeah yeah, I mean I mean people like him need to be celebrated not people like Kim Kardashian you know what I mean like John, absolutely you know more kids and, and more people are listening to stories about John and, and that's what we're going to do here you know John can't tell you and I can't tell you or Jeff can't tell you what to do to you know to, to, to be successful you know but you can kind of listen to our stories and kind of interpret them how you will and find your own way to do it but what you have to know you know the bottom line is you, you got to bust you know, John. I mean, you, yeah. I mean you, you, you've 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 been hustling since yeah. day you gotta one. Show up, yeah. The John, you have been hustling. Too, you know, you, you you can't outwork life. You've got to you've got to have something going, something on the side. You got to keep forever forward momentum. You guys like you play football. You got to keep forward momentum, or else you're not gonna get to that that that. That's that right. First down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I guess uh, I remember John. Um, I guess. Uh, we really started uh, running wild and running crazy. It was not too long after uh, you got the nickname the Gingerbread Man. So, oh, man. Uh, you know, uh, I was having a conversation with my wife a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, basically what I explained to her, I said, you know, Tara, a lot of the people you've known in your lifetime, you know, friends you've had because, you know, my wife's an intellect. She's like all her friends from back home are all Ivy League educated, you know. I say, you know, the pinnacle of stupid for you would be knowing a guy who just simply owns a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, that, that's the pinnacle of stupid mm-hmm. in her world. Yeah. Okay, in our oh, world probably. back then, not only was owning the bike that was like the not, coolest that, thing that, that was just do. that was just the beginning of stupid. Mm-hmm. Then when you <laughs> yeah. then when you throw in the things we did on the bikes, mm-hmm. the things we did on those jet skis, the things we did on the cars, you know, the drag racing, you know, that just all the crazy you know the crazy events that we could get away with back then for one because we didn't have social media ratting us all yep. out didn't have yep. didn't have it ratting us all phones. out you just hear my wife I'm like you know you look at somebody and you think well he has a bike he's kind of a dummy but if he were to go deeper and just find out all the things we did with that bike so you know when John when I started working at Winn-Dixie in high school you know John was there and that was right around the time he got the nickname the gingerbread man so I guess uh, 
Yes, yeah, you, you won one of those motorcycles there. one night, yeah. huh? Yeah, I sure did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, good. Went over to went over to uh, Taco Bell over on two twenty to have lunch with uh, Matt Mullins over there, and he was in college. And yeah, come home and just got in some mess, and and there it was. It happened in the daytime. Yeah, it was in the daytime. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. I was, th- I was you know, in my yeah. vision, I always thought it was nighttime. No, this was probably no. And you know what? I can tell you exactly what time it was. It was about school let out at three fifteen. I was trying to get to Franklin County High School to show off my motorcycle. So this was about two forty, two forty five coming through Boone's Mill there. Yeah, about did not know that. Yeah, it's about two forty five. So, 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 what do you reckon they clocked you at when you were going through that? You know what? I come through. It, there was construction. It was before Boone's Mill. It was construction going on over in Clearbrook. They were straightening that curve out, and the state trooper decided he wanted to come out and talk to me. And I, you know, I didn't know that he would just want to talk to me. So, I kind of took off there, and uh, and uh, I tell you what, you know what? I remember, I remember that day very, very well. Come through Boone's Mill. Um, and made a U-turn at the bottom of 220, right there at Grass Hill, came back through. And that state trooper, don't you know, he cut across that median and tried to hit me. <laughs> Are you talking about it coming out of Boone's Mill? The, 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 yeah, at the bottom of that well, pit Back then, they had the, the barriers up in the middle. Uh-huh, didn't yeah, they? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't remember that. And I was, see, I was going to turn on Grassy Hill, but I thought to myself, I didn't want to go straight home. So I had to kind of make a few turns. I didn't want to lead on to where... So turn came back through Boone's Mill. And I turned left on Bethlehem Road, right there. It used to be Tim's Texaco, right there. Went up that road. I cut. I got so far ahead of that state trooper. I looked back. I didn't see him anymore. I slowed down a little bit. And in one of the straightaways, I saw him still coming. <laughs> Sped up again. Got up the road. Still coming. I said, "What is this guy doing?" So I got to the end of Bethel, Bethlehem Road and almost to Calgary Road and there was two sheriff's deputies sitting there waiting on me and I made another U-turn <laughs> <laughs> I made another U-turn because they had the shotguns out up there at oh. the end of that straightaway I oh, said yeah no. I said yeah, no I said uh-huh. yep yep not getting in the range of them shotguns and I come back by him again he tried to hit me again and I went down I think I took a left on I think it was Bethany Bethany, Bethany Road the church right there I went down and I made a U-turn, another U-turn down there, and almost laid the bike over in the ditch. And I sat there and I got myself together. And I said, "You know what, John? I said this is stupid. This is crazy. You gonna kill yourself? Kill somebody?" <laughs> I said, "It's time. You got you got to give this up." And I sat there and I waited. I said, "Well, they gonna come down and find me here in a minute. I'd be in cuffs in a minute anyway." I sat there for about two minutes. Nobody showed up. So I went back up, look left, look right, didn't see nobody, and I hot footed it to the house. I mean, I hot footed. We're talking about Bethany. From Bethany Road, yeah, back to back to back to Hopkins Road there, and I think a lot of people know where Hopkins Road is. When I say Hopkins Road, people, a lot of people been there to Hopkins yeah. Road. Yeah. So, yeah, they called to me a few hours later. Uh, I got ratted out by uh, another classmate of mine, and and uh, that's that. So that's one of the probably one of the greatest. Uh, I think every state trooper in the in the in the state heard that chase, and I heard a lot of people. That had scanners that were listening to that chase too, so a lot of people knew about it and knew knew the play by play running. Probably better than I knew it. <laughs> yeah, so, that's exactly why, so, so that's why on your uh, on your weekend visits to Rocky Mount's finest uh, accommodating facility, yep. you got the nickname uh-huh. the yep. Gingerbread yep. Man. Got the Gingerbread. That was the police gave me that nickname. That was what they called me when I went in that day. I didn't get arrested. Now they called me in and and I went in there. And if I knew what I knew now, 
I knew if I was smart as I was now, I would have, I probably would never have gotten Yeah, it. but you had a helmet on. I mean, they could yeah, not exactly. positively identify exactly. it. They would have just, anything, they would have just said. They didn't catch you on the bike at the time. You know, back then it wasn't a big crime to, to flee the police. Now it's a felony, but it would have been a different story. Any know? lawyer could have got you out of that. I could have gotten myself out of that. You're right. And any, any law school student could have gotten me out of yeah. that. But, you know, I was listening to, to my mom and listening to some people. And, and uh, So let me think about this because I know the road you're talking about. And you backtrack up to Bethany Church. The, the cops didn't pursue you up to Bethany? Well, I was, I was, that, far, that, far I was that far ahead of him. I was far ahead of him the whole time, to be honest with you. I didn't see the state trooper but twice. I, was, I slowed down to him to catch, and he caught back up to me. And, um, you know, it, it, you hear him tell a story that was him, there was two sheriff's deputies there was two more sheriff's deputies on the way and there was i think two more state troopers getting on bethlehem road and that's you know it's about seven or eight cops involved in this yeah this whole ordeal just finagling yeah and i remember that i walked into the magistrate office and i mean every cop in franklin county was up there waiting on me to get there because they they caught me you know in my car they caught me in my car not on the bike they caught me like three at two hours later I'm wow. driving along, and I knew, I knew when he pulled me, and they, when the sheriff's deputy pulled me up, I knew, I knew what it, what it was. I knew I was had. I just, you know, it took me a while to figure out how. But we were naive then. Yeah. And, and we, we didn't young, realize. And, um, you know, like you say, a law school student yeah. would have got you out yeah. of it. But and I we probably, didn't know. you know, I probably had no business running anyway. I didn't have, you know, didn't do anything wrong other than maybe a, a speeding ticket, you know, maybe a. Something to do with the construction zone. Yeah, right? it was construction. Yeah, well, it was construction So the fines were doubled. Yeah, and I didn't want even. I was weaving to clean my tires off. I'd ran through some some debris in the road, and I didn't want my tires to be slick when I got out of the construction. So I had a spot of road. I was just weaving to clean the tire off. That's all I was doing. And he saw it because he was parked kind of back, I guess back up in the yeah. corner. I didn't see him. Well, I did see him. I think I did see him. But you know, just trying to clean them tires off and and Billy knows Billy ride bikes. Well, you got you don't well, want to go. Well, you, gotta, yeah. well, you know, too back then too. You know, it was such a different. Mm. It was such a different time period. Like back then, you kind of knew. All right, if you really if you really messed up and you got caught, kind of own up to it. You take mm-hmm. your punishment. You're going about yeah. your life. You, know, you, don't, you don't make you don't make yeah. a big don't deal make about, about it. You know, yeah, like, I got caught. Mm. You, and, so uh, we, you know, so yeah, we kind of did it. And 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 when I kind of think back about that moment, you know, and. You know, I was thinking if I'd have been the person in the position that uh, you know that turned you in, I'd be like, well, you're still young at the time, and the cops making all these kind of threats to you, saying we'll do this if you don't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you that's, think, I like, think that's what happened too. You and, know, and, and, you yeah, know he didn't want to. You know. Yeah, I mean, we're all we're all young, yeah. and we're all kind of like okay. And we all know. learn from that too. You know. You know, and, and, I, I, I learned from your experience. There's yeah. no doubt about well, that. We 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 learn how to be smarter about committing yeah. our committing yeah, our. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, we we learned a little bit of lesson here and there. But cops back then, you know, they, you know, they were they, they were kind of there just to keep you in line, make sure yeah, you didn't do nothing, yeah, yeah. make sure that you, you didn't do something to where they're going to scrape up your body, uh, on uh, you know, off the side of the road later that night yeah. or something. Because we know there I was think, a there was a point in time when they would have looked at your license and said, William Rip, you, are you who's your grandpa? Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, 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 I mean, yeah. that happened. Hell, Plus, dude, I, I bet they enjoyed that chase more than I did. I they didn't pro- enjoy the it. truth they, be known, they, they, probably they enjoyed fun. that they chase. They enjoyed that. They did. Especially those fools with the shotguns. Yeah, though. they did. Well, uh, you know, I, I I come across something like that at one point in time. My old man gives me a call on my cell phone. This is back when cell phones were kind of new or whatever. That was, that was back when every, a lot of people around here had police scanners, too, you know, kind of yeah. listen to what was going yeah. on. Old man gave me a call. I was hanging out down there in Burnt Chimney. He said, what the hell are you doing, boy? I said, I'm just sitting down here hanging out at my buddy's house. You know why? He said, you lying to me. He said, you out there on them motorcycles running from the wall. I said, 
I said, what the hell are you talking about? He said, I heard it over the scanner. He said, he said, I heard the troopers come over the scanner and say that, uh, that, uh, uh, uh they, uh, released a bolo, you know, be on the lookout for two motorcycles. It's the Riddle Brothers, and they're chasing them up through Callaway. <laughs> I said, back then it was I, nothing I, to do a quick, a short burst. I, I said, well, I said, well, first off, I'm I'm in Burnt Chimney, not Callaway. I said, secondly, I said, just I'm gonna have to call up uh, Trooper Harris and meet him in town and oh, straighten oh, all this yeah. out. I think everybody knows <laughs> Trooper Harris because I, uh, I sure that wouldn't be that day. It really wouldn't. And I went up to him and he's like, oh well, you're sitting here. We're still chasing them, so it can't be you. I said, well. I said, well, why in the hell did you put my name out over the radio like that? <laughs> It'd been nice to know that, I said, right? you know, my whole family's calling me thinking I'm, you know, in a high-speed chase. And uh, so, you know, back then, that was kind of, that was kind of the, the sport of it. You yeah, know, it you, was. You, you know, cat you, and mouse. You, yeah, you cat and mouse with the cops. These days, you can't do that because no, body, body cameras yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, you know, High resolution, get, you, get that license plate and bam. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, that's the point we're at, you know. And so, uh yeah, I think uh, now we can kind of, you know, we kind of get back on track a little bit. I, I just kind of wanted to talk about, you know, why we're doing this podcast and and kind of what our goals are. You know, it like I said, this is liberty minded. You know, I won't, you know, first and foremost, you are the decider of your own fate. You know, you make the decisions that are going to best suit you. You as an individual should be able to make decisions for yourself without any interference from anybody else, unless. You request that interference, so yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm very much a libertarian. I'm very much an anarcho-capitalist. I, I think that, you know, everybody's own money should be left to them to decide what to do. And I have enough faith in the people in this country, you know, to do what's right for their area, and that's what it boils down to. So this is, for me, my goal here is just to make this an opportunity to build this area through, you know, liberty values. You know, Jeff, you know. You know, when, when I hit you up with this idea, I kind of thought you were going to think I was cuckoo because we spent the last year just at each other's throats over this COVID stuff, and people think me and you hate each other, when in reality we're just very passionate about our opinions. And I, I, I personally think that – I don't think we've been at each other's throats. I think we've just been drunk talking back and forth. But it there's a lot of good that comes with that conversation, though, in the end because the fact that we're still able to carry that conversation on and people today seem like if you have a differing opinion that you can't get along. Yeah, yeah. it's either everybody wants to be right, you know, nobody wants to yeah. nobody wants to get in that in that middle area. It's either you got to be on one side of that line or the other. And, no, re- and really, you know, we argue but most of the time we're just trying to get on each other's nerves just to poke yeah, fair. But can, yeah. but at the same time there's a lot of good points that come out of those conversations. And I, I, I've taken a lot of it to heart, to be honest with you, and thought about myself and how we're treating each other. And uh, yeah, it's been quite a weird year, <laughs> to so, say the least. So when I hit you up and said, "Boating, I want to do a podcast," and I think you'd be a great addition. You know, I mean, what what's going through your mind at this point in time? What is your? I mean. You know, the thing of it is, uh, I look back and where we've went and we've talked about in this year, regardless of what other opinions you have on COVID, regardless of the political side, because the political factor in COVID and media, well, let's just put those together, politics and media and COVID are all one. Whether people want to believe it or not, they are all one. Well, everything's connected like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and, and they affect each other. But the truth of the matter is, regardless of what you're going to do and how you're going to do it, you get through it together. I mean, there is a virus, and it's definitely dangerous to some people. 
but the general public, we still got to be able to figure out how to support each other. We've still got to be able to eat. We still got to be able to go to the grocery store. We still got to supply the basic goods, regardless of what you do. We've got to keep society moving, and we got to figure out how to do that. And the best way you do that is locally. There, we have every possible resource just about in Franklin County to to supply every everybody with the goods we need. I mean, we really can support each other in this area. And we look back at the businesses uh, in the last year. Me and Billy have talked. I mean, there's so many great connections with food I've met. Um, there's a lady in Farum that raises chickens. Now I'm talking. You eat chicken from the grocery store. It's okay. I mean, it's chicken. When you eat chicken from the lady in Farum, you know you eating some good chicken. I'm telling you, it's totally different not having all these antibiotics. Never had, yeah. Never had home raised chicken. You get the antibiotics. Really? You get no antibiotics. Yeah. You don't get all those fillers. You get all those fillers in the chicken and stuff. You know, you go to the grocery store and you get. It's like, man, these big old chicken breasts. But then you cook them and then you ain't got you ain't got nothing. You need you need to cook three of them to feed two people. You but you're huge. So you come mm-hmm. to the the market the farmer's market in Rocky Mount there's a lady we, we just call I think her name is a chicken lady yeah. on on Facebook so she comes out there with a cooler and it all, it's all frozen because I mean that's how you gotta do the mass product I mean I would love for it to all be fresh but we're just not realistic in our expectations well you can if you she actually offers people if you could go there yes, yes, if you, you can do it yeah, you, can, mm-hmm. you can actually go up to her farm and you can get it fresh she'll actually come to your house and teach you how to how to like uh, take the feathers off a chicken, cut one open, and oh, cut it yourself? So, I've I mean, seen that, it that, done that's overseas. a great service. You know what I mean? That's right that's, on the street, right yeah, there in the yeah. window. I've never, I've seen it done, never done it. But there's a lady. <laughs> if you look her up on Facebook, she is the Farron Chicken Lady. She is at the farmers market every Saturday. I assume she still is. I haven't been in a couple months, but and it was like the most amazing chicken. You really notice a difference. So that led me from one thing to the other. Kind of led me to go into the Homestead Creamery. You start looking at Homestead's delivery service. They're outsourcing all this stuff. They're coming. They're bringing in Lynchburg, and uh, there, there's a there's a lot of it in Lynchburg, and then some of it up like um, Botetourt area, Lexington, Botetourt, Lexington, Lexington. And that they're sourcing Homestead delivery, Homestead Creamery delivery sources this in into Franklin County, and then distributes it within Franklin County. And and a lot of it's you know it's all local, you know, so you know what you're getting, and I, I mean that's kind of at this point in time that, that's the one thing about covid that has really kind of kind of helped me out is i'm at the point now where i don't want to go i haven't wanted to go into like walmart stores for a long time but yeah, like i don't want to I, I mean i still go into kroger from time to time for emergency produce but i get all my meat my pork my you know chicken eggs bread everything like that i get locally you know i'll go into you know a lot of times you know like just you go on and you order on the app for Kroger and yep. you just bring it right mm-hmm. up to your car. You ain't got to go inside and deal with it. You know, this is showing me like how I can avoid dealing with a lot of stupid people and a lot of dumb shit. This, this virus, like with the lockdown, it's, it's, it's helped me find ways to yeah. avoid dealing with dumb shit. Well, so. even to not even from the aspect of, you know, dealing with the people, just, you know, sometimes you got to spend a little bit more money to support like the small man. Like I eat, you know, I got a couple runs I go into and I know some, food trucks and some some barbecue places you know I yep. going, i'll spend twenty dollars on a wrap mm-hmm. you know and a drink but you know you gotta you know instead of going to mcdonald's or subway yes. and getting that type of food you're getting somebody that's made to somebody that's probably hurting from the COVID, from from you know aspects of that they were shut down for a long time and couldn't and couldn't be open just helping them out you know and you, you know be surprised at what you find when you start looking for places like that some of the, some of the places you can get into and find some really good food and some good, you know, good stuff. Well, that's, that, well that's, exactly. that's the thing I really like about, you know, mm. 
you, you and uh, my day job is we yeah. get to go in a lot of different places here locally within the Roanoke Valley, and you you kind of do deliveries to some yeah. places that got Drive major trucks food and, or yeah. whatever. Places you wouldn't, places I wouldn't have seen on my car because I'm not going to go there like Floyd. Is Floyd is a great place. You know, there's a barbecue uh, place right there off of Route 8 that I stop at every Wednesday. She knows me now. Oh, yeah. And I've just told her, you know, hey, listen, hey, I need to get in here. I can't um, I can't be here long because, you know, they, they got GPS on. And she understands that. So she sees me coming. She'll take my order real fast. And she'll put my food out ahead of somebody else's food because I've had a, a conversation. Little things like that to me, that to me is important. And, and how you much – that is so important because, I mean, mm-hmm. they've got other food choices. Yeah, and, yeah. But you and there may be somebody little, in front of me that could get angry, yeah. but they still understand. This, this man, you might be a one-time customer, but I'm coming through every Wednesday. She knows she's going to get some business. Floyd is one of the most overlooked areas of our region. No, it's not. It's well, really I, mean, not. I mean, you have. There's a lot of people moving to Floyd. It too. is. A lot of people moving to Floyd. You moving have. Floyd. Just well, from general conversation, I that, mean. Well, there, there's a, there, there are, you know, you have the Floyd Festival mm-hmm. that yeah. goes on every year, so that's kind of put it yeah. on the map. You have a lot of people that are working at Radford and Tech that kind of buy farmland yep. in that mm-hmm. area. And there's actually, you know, no one from, you know, uh, you know, doing deliveries and stuff and talking to guys up there. They're doing like uh what's the fiber optic cable? They're doing it to like every single yep, house. They are. Yep, they're running right on now. running up two twenty one. Yeah. You know, I've delivered right I've, 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 I've closed down. They have a certain section of two twenty one closed down running. Did not I, know I've, that. I've, mm-hmm. I've delivered, you know, a lot of spools up there from yeah. you know, from, with work. I've and, delivered a lot of furniture. Like I delivered a swimming pool to a lady right there off of Route Eight. She said she moved here from Washington, her and her husband are two kids, and 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 she said that you know the housing market there is booming like it is here, out in the country those 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 rural houses and just you know yeah Floyd Floyd downtown in fifteen years at the rate it's going might end up looking like you know soda soap off from those South mm-hmm. Park episodes where a lot of people walk know, there, a lot yeah. of people out yes yeah. and, 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 just and, and, on a random day just for nothing nothing going on it'd be packed up there then these little stores up there I mean that was one of the first stores that I, I mean one of the first areas that had a little store that had all these craft beers and stuff they were selling from all over the place that was 10 years ago and now you're seeing that that developed Floyd was ahead of its time it's yeah. a really cool place to visit and, look, and, and I should preface all this all these places we're talking about here were in no way affiliated with them. Nah. We're not getting endorsed no. by them. They're not giving us a dollar. We're just on here. Nope. Just you know, th- these are our own feelings and opinions. That's about literally these places, a, a one light town. It's got literally got one stoplight in the middle of the town. Yeah, that's it. it is. <laughs> no, and that's a stupid stoplight too. Uh, I wish they could get that together. Mm-hmm. I tried to navigate in a tractor trailer. I'm gonna tell you, it's hard to navigate. The pizza joint up there is pretty good. If yeah, I've heard that's fire. I can't remember. My wife likes it a lot. I take her up there once every few months. They. It's a nice little venue for music. So before all this nonsense yeah, started, outside, when, when, you could, when, when, you, when you could kind of pack it in, it's mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was really nice. You go up there and, and I knew some local people around here. You'd go in there and listen to music and you'd get a pizza or whatever. And But, you know, with all the COVID nonsense, I haven't bothered to want to go up here for any Is it Dogtown? Yeah, Dogtown Pizza. Yeah, fantastic mm-hmm. little place. You know, I just... Yeah, that know, place was bootleg. That bootleg, bootleg barbecue. They've got a little venue behind there too, that they can uh, actually have uh, have some stuff out there. Well, um, you know, and, and that's kind of that's another thing. Like, I want to get on here, and you know, Floyd is part of Appalachia. You know, you know, Pittsburgh, Will and West Virginia, they're part of Appalachia. Uh, you know, all the way down to Dalton, Georgia, Chattanooga, Tennessee. That you know, the Appalachian podcast. Like, we start out local. But you know, let's 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 try and reach people up, and because we all have a lot of a lot of stuff in common, let's learn as much as we can from each other. You know, you know, when you think of Appalachia, you think of uh, uh, 
you think of NASCAR, you know, bootlegging back yeah, in the yeah, day. You think about China. the coal fields. You think about the mines up in, you Blue know, Ridge deep Park southwest Lane. Virginia yeah. and deep, you know, and you know, my little my little girl, my baby girl, she's got roots down there, you know. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that you know things we do on this podcast can affect positively that area because I want my little girl's roots to be thriving, and with the coal fields gone. You know, you know, places like Richlands and, and, you know, Grundy and Bluefield, you know, if it were up to me, you start turning those places into tourist attractions. You start doing four-wheeling trails. You start doing... Well, like, they've got four-wheeling trails. And, and, that and, is and they're really getting, taking that's, off. And that's yeah. the way they're going. That's what you have to do. You yeah. have to find something else to jump else. It's You like don't, you don't sit around and say, well, we need the government to send us some money so we can figure it out. No. You start turning trails. You start mm-hmm. investing in advertising. You come together as a town and you build that place. And that's what I want to do. I want to build... I want to build this town. I want to build that town. I want, I want like our voice to spread messages. Not that I want to do it personally, like my money, but you know, I want the messages that we're sending on this podcast to reach a lot of people to start building these towns in on ways that can level, be beneficial for level. everybody else. You start local. Look, we're not changing shit federally. Let me make that very clear again. We're not changing shit federally. Let's stop focusing on Biden. Let's stop focusing on Trump. Let's yeah. stop focusing on these senators and people like AOC. Yeah. Let's Look, focus on hey, your household. Let's focus on mm-hmm. Rocky Mount for right and now. Friends. Let's, let's get yeah, things changed lift here. each other up instead of We get each things other changed here, and maybe some people get things changed two towns over, and then we start rolling with that. You know what I mean? So, you know, so so that's why I'm here. You know, I you know, you know, I want to bring Bodine on board for that, and then. You know, we got John right here, and and when I was talking to Bodine about getting this thing started, you know, this is we've really only been talking about this for three months now, maybe four. I mean, we we lightly discussed it, you know, for a couple of years, but I really came to him about two, three months ago and said, "Hey, I want to do this." Uh, I, I took took some of my paycheck and I said, "All right, I'm going to drop five or six hundred dollars on sound equipment, and we're going to come over and figure it out." and we're gonna we're gonna go with this. We're gonna jump on it now. And it's easy for me because I'm gonna be here in two minutes. Yeah, and you know, but you know, spend a few hundred dollars, get you some equipment, get on here, and let's get this message out to people. And I wanted John on here first, you know, because he can tell some really good stories about us, about kind of where we came from, Jeff. You know, Jeff, this is you know this is our baby right here, and I think well, well, why bring some stranger on here and ask him a bunch of random questions about where they you know. You know, bring somebody on here that we know, somebody that can be really interesting. Yeah, we've been and, 25 plus years on each other. Yeah. Probably closer to 30. But we so. also have Thomas Meeks, which is missing in action today. Well, yeah, so, I mean, but, he, he's our uh, but, sound guy and our editor and our producer. But. Thomas is Thomas is here in presence. He'll be... Uh, He'll be working a lot of the audio and stuff. He and wasn't I, able to make it tonight. I, I, but, I, don't uh, even, I don't even want to talk about him right now because, I mean, he's like... <laughs> his stories, his stories could wrap around ten yeah, podcasts. Yeah, so, right about so, that. Yeah. So we'll just get him on, and we'll but, just go from there. I mean, he. <laughs> but we but, talk about John being the hustler and the entrepreneur. Thomas may be one of the most talented people on the face of this. Yeah, earth. Th- th- Thomas is a huge part of this. Like when I wanted to start this, I, I, it's like he was one of the ones I reached out to first as well because. He has a background in editing and sound and, sound and, sound. and, and you know and he's a he's kind of like a redneck rapper kind of he's got yeah. some good music out there if you want can and you find him on iTunes Meeks, right yeah, now yeah you can Meeks, yeah, Meeks, 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 Meeks. And, and tell me one thing 
Tell me one thing that you can think of that Thomas did that he wasn't good at. I mean, he is a super talented. He can individual. take anything and, and take it to an, another, just another level, a level that we you never think something could go to. It's just bizarre how talented so he quick. is, and then it's Not like even, you know. And look, and I and me personally, I've known Thomas since I was five. Like we're going on thirty-five oh, yeah. years now, and I've always known him to be in a nutshell the class clown you know what I mean kind of yeah and then I'm yeah. sitting here last week and he's calling me up talking about stocks and stuff and I mean and he and he sounds like the wolf of Wall Street I'm like is this Thomas Mixley where did <laughs> yeah that? it's like yeah like, what is he, how does this he guy. how does he spit I mean yeah exactly where did where did he come from so I mean he's uh he's he's super talented and I mean, and, and, and he's a part of this too and he's gonna be he is a very big part of it he's him. gonna be you know doing a lot of the editing and you know, and a lot of the research and stuff involved with it, and he's great with all the sound. He's great with all the production, and yeah. uh, you know, we'll, we'll wait for some of his stories too. Cause, oh yeah, you know, we got, and me and him got some the chili cheese dog. Oh, we got some the chili cheese dog. I haven't heard that. Be, you remember? It used to be we, we couldn't go anywhere. It was like, where's John and Thomas? It was never yeah, it was where's John, where's Tom. It was always where's John. And we me and him was like, you know, joined at the hip or something. So. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, the Jeeps. I mean, I, I've, mm-hmm. I've known Thomas since we were, you know, five. So y'all are graduate together. You know, he, the, the guy has been on the prices right. So, you know, stick, <laughs> oh, stick yeah, around, stick uh-huh. around, stick around. We're going to have, we'll, we'll talk about that story on, a, mm-hmm. on another podcast. I promise you. You know, he's actually been in some short films with, Oh, yeah. You know, some of the guys it that were... It was like the Mad Real World yeah, he was yeah, in. Well, they did yeah. like a version of the Mad Real World. Well, the guy who's in a lot of those like 2010 he was in uh, the hangover as the doctor in the first movie you know he's like i don't know what happened to you know the kind of tall lanky yeah. guy i think thomas did a little short film with him mm-hmm. oh his big tall goofy ass six deep like in six, the Jeep. six foot six he's doing a cartwheel in the background or something mm-hmm. and you know but uh and yeah so he moved out to hollywood and he lived in california life for a few years and and he's a big part of this so he'll be around here for some uh you know some of these episodes telling some good stories but you know so so we brought John on today because, hey, he was a part of us back in. You know, he's a part of this moving forward. And, and, and John, to get to where you got, you know, I mean, you know, and, and to tie this in with how society tells us we should operate or society tells us how we should think, you know, for, for you know, for some sort of characteristics that you would be considered a victim that people like us, for whatever different reasons they may be, yeah. well, can't, 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 it's, it's, can't make it in this society. Yeah. I kind of think about <clears throat> Dole Brunson's book about how to play poker. Now, if I, if I read Dole Brunson's book and I played poker the way that he told me how to play it, if I played poker with Dole Brunson, he would know what my next move would be. So we're all kind of on the same path in life we kind of go to school, we come out, some people go to college, some people go to work and, and, and to get, to get ahead, you you have to, you can't let up. You have to stay on the throttle and you kind of almost have to see, you can see the people that came through before you, how they did things, how they worked and, and kind of see how they made it and where they got to. And, and if you want to get further than they got, you have to do something different. You have to, you have to do, you know, you have to have a job, you have to have income, life costs money, but you just have to, 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 to try, you have to spread out. And I would say multiple sources of income is, is the main key. You have to have more than just one mainstream of income. Scare money don't be, make money. Yeah, whether it's more, taking more on grass, most people at 5 o'clock, they punch out, they're done. They want to go home and sit on the couch. 
You know, you might have to get a more. I, I started off scrapping cars back in 2003. That's how I got started. And I was, I bought a truck. I took my uh, graduation money and I bought a, a F-250 and a car trailer and I started scrapping cars. And that led into um, me starting up my own trucking company. And it started into, um, you know, uh, brokering and, and, you know, I still scrap cars. You call me right now with a scrap car right now, I'm a, I'll be over with the trailer in, in tonight. Uh, yeah. You know what That's I mean? That's a dollar right there. Now, yeah. you, I've delivered, I've drove Uber. That's what I tell people. People say, how do you get, how do you get drive a Porsche? I said, well, I drive a little bit of Uber. And they'll say, oh, no, I ain't doing that. No, you crazy, man. I ain't doing that. Well, you ask me how I'm driving a Porsche. I'm telling you, that's this is this is a this is a small part. I mean, it's not the whole it's not the whole pizza, no. but it's a slice of that pizza. It's a part of. And if I'm giving you the hors d'oeuvre, you already shooting that down. Why would I tell you? Why would I give you the main course? Why would I give you? Yeah. Why would I give you the main course and tell you? So you know, I've delivered newspapers. No, just kidding, not newspapers. Excuse me, phone books. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I delivered this story. phone yeah. books. Um, there's no money you and to some, did that, Yeah, didn't we you? did it together. Me and my wife did that together. And it's one of those things where people and, and I showed up in my UPS uniform. People said, You do it, you over here doing your books, you work for UPS. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess what? I punched off of that money. This is my extra money. This is how I make the extra money. And you just gotta stack that money, put that money back, and then when you get you're ready to make a move, you don't make a move, you keep stacking it back and then you invest in certain things and you, you know, you, you, you get, you, you get, you get, you get there, well, you know, but there's no, there's no one path, you know, there's, there's multiple things you can do, but just get just you get yourself a push more and go mow some grass or something in the evening. Just got to have something else going on besides just punching a clock. Well, I mean, did, you know, did anybody ever, you know, put your foot on your neck and say, you can't do this this way or you can't do this this way. I mean, did anybody, oh, never, did, did you ever walk in and, and try and, uh, you know, apply for a business license or apply for something this and them and, and them say, well, we can't do it to you for certain reasons or anything like never, that. Never, never. I've never so had, you've that had every happen. opportunity in the world. Every to, opportunity. The problem is you have to get out of a certain mentality and get out here and try. Guess what? I might have tried. It might have didn't work. But if it didn't work, it's because I didn't make it work. And I wasn't going to sit there and say, well, it, somebody, I'm not going to let somebody else tell me, hey, it didn't work because of this. Wait a minute, hold on. How do you, you know, did I put my best foot forward? Did I do my research? That when I get when it got hard, did I say, "Oh well, you know"? No, I didn't. I didn't stop. You know, most of the things I've done, you know, the trucking company, it actually did pretty good. I, I didn't make a lot of cash money, but I actually got some assets out of that, and it was a great learning experience. I learned, to be honest with you, the biggest thing I learned from that was I learned about people. I got to see the real side of people, or people that I thought were supposed to be a certain way. How you can read through. And, and, and learn and learn about that. Now I've dealt with people and I've had to I've actually had to dip into parts of my personality that I didn't like as far as like getting into people's butts. Yeah. And put my foot down and say, listen, hey woman, hold on. You're not gonna steamroll over me and I'm not gonna take this. Hey, you, you know, there's the door. And you know, I've had to I've only had to go back on my word a few times. I've only had to step on a few toes to get where I'm at. I'm honestly glad, proud to say that. I've had to go back and you know, I smell you, you smell the fish, you gotta you know, you smell the snake, you gotta you gotta listen, hey, I don't wanna do business with you. You need to go on. I'll just I'm gonna take my loss, and you'll never work on my truck again, or you'll never drive for me again, or you'll never. Well, you you, you vote with yeah. your dollars. Yeah, yeah. you vote with yeah. your dollars. You know, yeah. and you do vote with your dollars, and that's yeah. what people don't realize. They think in politics, you yeah. vote with. No, you vote for your dollars, meaning that's where you take your business to. Yeah. Yeah. That's in that, mm-hmm. your return right business. Right person for the right job. So yeah. so so when you're talking about your truck driving job, uh, talk about that a little bit. Like what. 
what exactly does that entail? So, so what do you mean by truck driving? Like, uh, you mean like my job now? No, 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 not your day job. I'm talking about your personal business on the oh. side. Like, when when you're talking about how you oh. got that going? Like, well, like I said, it all stemmed from you know cars. Most of my most of my business is dealing with cars. I I, I buy and I buy and sell a car. If I can buy a car and do a little work to it, fix it up, sell it. Um, in, you know, in, in, um, it, it started from the scrapping, and, and what happened was I had a guy call me and say, I need a favor. I need you to take a car from um, Peters Creek Road over here to the Audi dealership down and swap it out in Richmond and bring one back. We call it the DX. And I made 300 bucks in six hours. Now, hold on. What, 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 for, just for context, what year was this? This was probably 2009. Oh no, that's oh, right. That's around the time of the economic Probably crash. Oh, so Probably oh, so six six hundred dollars yeah. for six hours. Yeah, six hours and I burned maybe about seventy five dollars in fuel. So I made, you know, two hundred and something dollars in still six hours. It's still forty and it was tax free because I, you know, it was cash on the table. And that's what awakened me to what my next move was. I needed to get a bigger trailer. I had a truck to pull it. I just need a bigger trailer. I can only carry one car. And so I needed to carry two because that pays double. And it just grew from there. And then I ended up owning, at one point in time, I owned six trucks. I had two tractor trailers and I had four, um, I had two dually trucks and I had an excursion that didn't work out too good. And I had another F-350 and then I had, I think, seven or eight drivers all total driving for me at some point in time. But, I didn't know you had two tractors. Wow. Yeah, two I knew tractors. you had the one Volvo, but I didn't yeah. know you had another one. I had a Freightliner. I had a Freightliner that was... Uh, shaker. Yeah. It had a seven-car trailer behind it and, um, and uh, yeah. It, it, which makes me... You know, the, the, you, you mentioned this guy Doyle Brunson, mm -hmm. and you read a little of that about Doyle Brunson, and uh, the guy was going to be an NBA basketball player. Guy winds up with a knee injury and moves on to a professional poker playing career, and that 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 kind of keys back into exactly what John's saying. One thing didn't work out, so he mm -hmm. he stumbles back into something yep. else that does something, work for him. You, yeah. you don't need a good knee to play poker, mm -mm, and. Nope. He made a pretty successful living from uh, from poker because he he stumbled and hurt himself playing basketball. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, let's just do something else. Well, that that just goes to show you that there, there are certain people out there have who have characteristics that are going to allow them to adapt, you know, to mm -hmm. to the, the the life cycle a whole lot better than anybody else. And, mm -hmm. and when not roll over. And play they will, they will find yeah they will find a reason to benefit from whatever struggle that they have. You know, and, and, and that's a sign of you know, intelligence and determination. And, you know, when one door closes, you just figure out another way to open up one real quick. You know, and that's all it really takes. You know, John, I, I remember, uh, you know, I remember back in the day, and, and this is how, and, and this is a look into, you know, kind of where we came from. You know, I remember uh, partying all night long one night. Uh, you know, we... Started out there riding bikes in, in, in Franklin County, and then mm. we found our way to downtown Roanoke. Oh, one okay. Night, I remember our, this night. We found yeah. our way back to the hot because tub. Of, because of the rain. We went back to Franklin County because of the rain. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then back to the, Roanoke again. And, and, yeah. And without going into a lot of detail about that, you know, basically me and John pulled an all nighter, and I said, well, since, we, you know, we, we rallied this together, you know, 
instead of going home and crashing out and being lazy, John was like, well, he said, I got to go stock shelves. Yep. Working for Pepsi back in. Yep. So Pepsi I rode with him into town. I said, well, we, we, we did it together. I said, we pulled yep. this whole night. Pulled I, said, together. I, I didn't get paid a dime. Yep. I didn't get. Di- di- I think we all did that a couple oh, times. Y'all did. Everybody's yeah, helped me. Everybody's come. I'd roll those carts out. Y'all would come out and throw, the, throw them in the, in the racks and we'd go on, go on out to the party. Which was a funny, it kind of leads to a silly, funny story. We, me and John went to the Bahamas a couple times right after high school. Oh, yeah. And we stayed at this. It was like a little group package. You get your flight, your hotel room, all in one. A couple hundred bucks, three or four mm-hmm. days at uh, in the Bahamas. And right next to the hotel was this place called the International Bazaar. Now, I think uh, one of the hurricanes wiped out this area a lot and done quite a bit of devastation to Freeport and the Bahamas. But uh, anyways, I remember we was over there in uh, the bazaar walking around and they had like guys stocking Pepsi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were like, hey, John, you want to go pull the bazaar? Because he used to say that. I need to go pull Walmart. Pull Walmart yeah. I got to go pull Walmart. Go pull Kroger. Mm-hmm. That's we, what it was, yeah. We, mean, was, we was drunk, staggered across over there at the bazaar. Like, hey, John, please, <laughs> I believe you need to go pull the bazaar pull over the bazaar, there. Man. Well, well that, well, that night, me and John stumbled out of that uh, that house on the the top end of Hopkins Road, Hopkins Road yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and we rode up there to Walmart and to Kroger, I think. And I worked it, and you know, I didn't ask him for a daggone dime or nothing like that. I just said, hey, you know, we just we just pulled the all nighter together, and uh, you know, hell, you know, I, I I look at John then, I'm saying, well, that's a hustler, you know. Instead yeah. of going going home and finding a reason to yeah. find, finding a reason to call in. Mm-hmm. He partied all night. He showed up at work. He stocked, and yeah. I'm helping. I said, you know what? One day, you know, somebody like this is bound to have him a lake house or something, and I'm helping him right now, so I'll be able to go down and hang out at his lake house yeah. then, you know. Sure and, yeah. and guess what? You know, he's got a lake house now, and I stocked shelves with him then, and now I can, we take, did. I can yeah. take my little girl down there to his lake house. Yeah. You know, you knew John was a hustler back in. That's why you want to be – you want to surround yourself with people yeah. who are constantly mm-hmm. – making you know or ha- having new ideas who are completely refreshing their brains who are constantly finding ways to hustle that's john you know mm-hmm. like don't it, you know that when dixie was mad at me when i took that job at pepsi of course they were i took a four dollar and ten cent an hour raise when i took that job and they had the nerve to be mad at me listen i like that job y'all made that job good down there but was i scared to leave down there yeah i was but that's a pretty significant jump in income and you got when you find when those doors open, when those doors open, you got a wall. You got to take it. Well, not not to mention that, that, that you were getting a four dollar an hour increase, and you were basically jumping on a life raft off the Titanic. Pepsi, basically, yeah. It, 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 they were going different down. world, just yeah. everywhere. How, how much longer did they survive after that? Yeah. Maybe three years. Oh yeah, well yeah. You look at looking back, yeah. 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 So you know you. you yeah, you actually, when Dixie's still around, yeah, it's still around. Just not this area. Just not, not here so. regionally. Yeah, not mm-hmm. here, you know. So you know. I'm, I enjoyed those days, and and you know that's kind of when I started realizing I said, well, "John's a hustler." And then I see him a few years later, and now he's got some trucks out there. And mm-hmm. so you're hauling cars back and forth across the country, and you got people doing that at the same time. You're, uh, you know, driving a tractor trailer during the day, and sometimes on the weekends at night, you're running Uber. I mean, yep. that's a hustler. Yeah. Sometimes in the middle of the day, I sometimes I used to work split shifts, and it didn't make sense to go home. By the time I get home, they'd be calling me to come back to work. I could just go to the airport. Cut the app on and take a nap if you know got a trip. Yeah. I take it and then you know you might make do something while you're doing nothing. And you know? yeah, and, what are you and, really doing when you get home? You sitting on the couch watching TV. That's or right. I can sit. I, I can too. sit in the car. I'm gonna take a nap when I get home. I can sit in my car and take a nap. And if I get make some money, I go make it. Or sit in your car if you're gonna scroll on your phone yeah. for and a couple the hours. And airport's only a mile from where I work, so I wasn't wasting gas driving home. 
Well, now, well, now, now th- those precious hours go yeah. towards that little little one. Yeah. Though, yeah. So, but you know that's you can't uh, need to get it's all about perspective. You mm-hmm. know, so you know you you hustle. Yeah, you hustle, and 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 that's kind of where I'm at at this point in time. I've I've watched, you know, so many people. Uh, you know, hustle and bustle their way, and I, you know, look at John, and he he's a he's a damn inspiration. He's somebody mm-hmm. that, you know, he, he's somebody that should be an influence on these kids in our community right now. You know, not just some, you know, just some random person just because they have a piece of paper that says they can be a teacher. No, you know, if you know, you know, my daughter, you know, we're, we're going to homeschool her, and you know, during her time period, I want her to spend a lot of time. Around John, around yeah. John's family, around, 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 around John's little baby girl, because mm-hmm. she's gonna learn instead of going to a public school eight hours a day and, and and being a number, you know, she's gonna be around us and she's gonna learn things from John like an adult instead teach of teach her some instead, real life skills. Exactly, yeah. life skills. Exactly, you know, and, and and you know that's a route I encourage a lot of people to take. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. It's good to have, you know, uh, diverse, be able to have, you know, plan A, plan B. Like even, you know, now I've got a class A CDL, so I can always find something to do. Dump truck driving. I should, yeah, drive a dump truck too, you know. I think I can drive a dump truck. Yeah, you can class B. You can. Yeah. But, you know, and you know that pays under the table very well because, again, there's a driver shortage. They're always looking for help. If you ever need something, you, you, it's not hard to find. No. I mean, there there is – probably close to a million now uh, positions open probably across the country as far as truck drive. I mean, the, the LTL world where John and I reside in, you know, when I just got into trucking five years ago, it was the cream of the crop. And not because it paid the absolute most, because it doesn't, or not because it, you know, might give you the most relaxing day, because it doesn't, like that's what over the road will do. Yeah. But, you know, you're making really good money your home nights your home weekends your home holidays you got pretty decent benefits it, it's the cream of the crop job and you know usually the conditions were you need to at least have a few years of driving experience or two over the road before you even come apply because mm-hmm. ltl you're going into a lot of really tight, tight crazy areas. Yeah. yeah so you want that experience but now, you know, we got guys coming straight out of driving school. Yeah, that's where they got to go. From driving school straight into LTO. And that's, a, and that's, wants, a, and dangerous, to that's a dangerous way to go. Because they need to be over the road, correct me if I'm wrong, for much more of the time just to get no. really. What well, it is, is, is you can anybody can drive a, tra- a truck forward. An over-the-road guy could drive from here to California back up one time. We'll, we, we back up 20 times a day. Yeah, true. And that's where, as a driver, that's what, that's what separates a driver from a steering wheel holder. Is being able to back that truck up in traffic. You coming off of a busy street, for, cross four lanes. You got to hit this hole one time. You got six <laughs> yeah. inches on yeah. each side of your trailer to spare. You ain't got time to pull up and sit there and spend True. ten minutes trying to figure it out. Yeah, you got to catch you that gotta light. Come you got to catch, catch that yeah. light at the top of the hill the right yeah. way. The light uh-huh. behind you, so you, you can. Yeah, yeah, you stop back and cross over, yeah. and, and you got to know what you're doing. You can't play around with it. And everybody with a CDL knows about hitting well, hills. You, you try to get that run on the hills and, and no, everything. And everybody, nobody wants to be behind a truck. So even though they know that you're performing a maneuver, they are just so impatient, and and you just don't want to, you know, injure somebody. I just I, I let the trucks in, man. I try. I mean, I we appreciate even it. even driving the bus. I know that the I, position you get yourself in. The most embarrassing. I, 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 most embarrassing day I had in the LTL world, uh, I was down there in Lynchburg. I don't know how often you run down there, but uh, downtown, mm-hmm. downtown, right off uh, 
12th Street, there's that uh, some theater down there that they've recently like uh, gentrified and, mm-hmm. and reopened or whatever. I know what you're talking about. And they got a little dock right before you go over the bridge, before you get down there to Commerce Street. And, and I backed into the dock a couple times, but back then there was always utility trucks in the way and all kinds of stuff. And it's a blindside back up a hill. You got to wait for a light. You know, you're sitting there with your flashers on, and I waited and waited. And, and I'm, I'm attempted to back, and then I needed to pull kind of back forward to reset myself to get going back. And mm-hmm. in that time frame, I never knew it. This poor woman pulled in right behind me, and, and to the point to where I could not <laughs> see her in my rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. I gunned the reverse, you know, hit down and started backing up. I was crunching this lady. <laughs> Dude, I was, she was on the horn the entire time. I couldn't hear it. I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm running right up into it. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, why in the hell ain't my trailer going up a hill? It's not, this, it isn't that steep. What's going on? So I stopped for a second, let it roll forward again, <laughs> let it roll forward. And, she, and she's probably sitting there thinking, oh my God, he's done. And then I let it roll forward and I'll stop it reverse again and boom, right back. Boom, in. right back in. She didn't right know your intention. Like no, the look on her time, face. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen the look on her face. And I'm sitting there thinking, lady, I've sit here with my four ways on. You saw me try to back once. Why are you pulling up behind me in exactly. the first? Exactly. Oh, she knew she, your intention. She must have been petrified. So, so I, so I, you know, I've, Finally, after my third time, I'm like, why in the hell can I get up this? You know, it's not that steep. Why, mm. why, am I, why am I catching? Something's going on. I get out, and then I pull forward enough, look in my mirror, and I'm like, oh, shit. And then we can kind of, you know, you know, segue into kind of talking about how this, with that, how this last year, you know, ha- has affected everybody. And, and you know, John, I'm kind of interested to see, uh, you know, or kind of hear you know, but between all the COVID nonsense and work and everything like that, how how has how has this past year with you know all the uh, all the things that have been going on? I mean, how has it affected you, like like personally and financially and and, and spiritually, all just just yeah. in general? Uh well, you know, we did you know we did buy the lake house last year, um, so you know financially, 2020 was was a was a great year, but I think it really 2020 boils down to a lot of people who. Um, you know, I had my little girl last year. You know, I had my firstborn, and 2020 was—I tell you right now—it was the best year of my life. I'll, I'll just be straight up honest with you. And a, a lot of people that I see out here that say 2020 was a bad year—it's—it's it's not that 2020 was a bad year. It's—it's it's a lot of times it's, it's the people's attitude, kind of like you know, it, no matter what it is, some people just gravitate towards the, the negative. You, you, you hand them a brand new truck. Here's a brand new shiny car. And the first thing they do is walk to the car. Well, these rims are stupid. <laughs> or, hey, I won the lottery in 2020. Yeah, well, now you got to pay taxes on that money. <laughs> you know, some people's minds just go to the negative. And they got, it's just the way they are. But, you know, 2020 was a great year for me. Like I say, I had my firstborn. I, I, and I'll tell you what, too. I remember a story that the nurse told us at the hospital last year. There was a baby that was born on... Uh, December 31st at like 11.50 and the dad was outraged that their kid was born in 2020. <laughs> they wanted the doctor. They were going to pay the nurses and doctors to transfer and say, listen, hey, my baby was born in 2021. They did not want 2020 stamped on their kid's name to be born in 20. And I'm thinking, what was so, what was really, what was so bad about it? I mean, if you wrote down and explained to me what was bad about it, what was good about it, I guarantee you you probably have a lot more good and bad if you sit down and, and was truthful about it. Well, well, on top of that, you can't you can't change the truth. You can't change the truth. Yeah. You can't change the yeah, truth. Like, like what, yeah. you, you don't put it on a piece yeah. of paper. Is Isn't that, that is, is that going to magically make your mind? And forget? here's the deal. Here's the deal. 
he got a tax write-off for the entire year. Yeah, that's right. Why, why would you not want that tax write-off? You had a baby for 10 minutes in this year. You get a tax write-off from January 1st, <laughs> and you had this baby for 10 minutes in 2020. That's because you can't fix scenario. You can't fix stupid. You cannot. That's a that's a best case scenario. You the know. one thing that it should have taught us, especially early on. I mean, later on, we figured out a lot of things that was going on. But early on, you you really should have looked at the the benefits to mm-hmm. it. I mean, we were all spending a lot more time at home yeah. where it mattered. Well, not, uh, not me and Billy. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't missed a I'm, bit. I haven't missed a lick. If anything, it increased. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. for a lot of people, for the majority of the people in the public, they're all working from home. They're all spending mm-hmm. more time with their family, their their kids, their, their but pets. But a lot of people that you were drawing unemployment, they were making well, more listen, money yeah. than what they were making. So they should have taken that time to to get ahead, you know that's 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 come up, you know. It, get, take care of your stuff, and you know, do what you got to do. But it's a step in the right direction. Step in the right direction, you know. If if you looked at it that way, some people some didn't people look, missed it, that. You missed that. Then they were blowing money and spending money, and then they realize, oh, I should have been doing this with the money. Or you know, think about if you if you were in debt to like I know a guy he paid off his fines and fines and penalties with his stimulus check. How good did that make him feel? Yeah. To know now that John Q. Public that the law is not looking for you no more. That, that was a smart straight, move. You're square. You're square with the law. You're square. Yeah. How good would that make you feel to finally be able to do something like or that? Or debt period. Or debt period. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, pay off your car, your house, credit card, anything. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been, um, you know, I've been doing things. You know, 2020 to, to me has been, you know, full of opportunity because I look around and I see all these people who are just willing to, you know basically kneel at the altar of the state and do as they are told and do as they're asking you know what they're all going to be part of this system that's going to get left behind and trampled on i'm going to be out there willing and dealing and trying to make it my best so i look at this as an opportunity you know to increase my net worth and increase my and and, and, and that's why i'm here right now on this podcast you know let's let's all get together and you know let's let's find ways to to build all of our net worths and let's reinvest that into our community Mm -hmm. because our community is going to be filled with people around us and and, and and that's where it starts you know so yeah. i have looked at this and jeff you know me me and you have had bloodthirsty text chains back and forth dealing with this covid nonsense but i told you from the beginning that i believed it was a bunch of nonsense and it had nothing to do with health it had everything to do with con- controlling the economy and controlling you know how people think and act and you look back on the year and and we're 15 days to slow the spread, and we're a year into that. A year into that. You, you get some states that are completely 100% open, and you get some that are still, like, you know, barely open. And, and you know, middle America, small businesses are getting crushed right mm-hmm. now. You know, I, I hate that. I hate that for them. I hate mm-hmm. that for everybody involved. But, you know, we right here, you, me, and Jeff, we can't help. You know, some little mom and pop shop in Brooklyn, New York mm-hmm. right now because they're getting shut down. The only way we survive is we start focusing on Main Street here in Rocky yeah. Mount and Main yeah. Street and, the main and thing Roanoke too. and Main Street and Martinsville. Let's start building from here mm-hmm. and our message goes out. Yeah. And one thing too, you know, you, you can't armchair quarterback something. You know, we can look back and say, 20, oh, they should have did this. We should have did that. Well, it's always going to be something else that could have been done or maybe should have been done, but you just got to take it, take it a day at a time. Well, you learn from your mistakes you too. Your mistakes. You you have to be under you and have admit your mistakes and acknowledge it. Hey, yeah. I I made a mistake. It was it was me. I, it was me. And then you can you can't grow from it if you don't acknowledge it or accept the fact that hey, I made a mistake. And, and that goes at such a natural level because every time you get one of these major news events like 
you know, the Michael Brown case, you know, you know, 10 years ago or so, or, or, or whatever case it may be, people sit there and take everything at face value from the rip. They don't invest themselves into the actual facts or evidence. And they go out there and they make an ass of themselves. And instead of saying, you know what, I overreacted, let's find ways to change this so we don't do this in the future, they just throw it to the wind. And the next time some big news story comes out, there they are again tearing shit up and, and doing it in the name of you know, whatever whatever calls they want to do, you know. But, but we, we don't have to let people like that that we see on the news and seeing all these fakes, we don't have to let them affect how this is, you know, this ain't Minneapolis right here. This yeah. isn't. New York City. This isn't Baltimore. This is home. See, and around know. here, we build what we want to build, and we make it go from there. You know, we so, can build it together because we're small enough to do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. You know, and we've got enough like-minded, intelligent people, and it doesn't matter. You know what color you are, what religion you are. It don't matter how tall you are, how short you are. You know, if you got a good idea and you want to make his place better, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Do you it. know, if, if if you got a stupid idea. And it doesn't work, and you're full of stupid ideas, and they never work. Don't start bitching to everybody that somebody's oppressing you because you're a dumbass. I'm sorry, but you know the, the cream's going to find its way to rise to the top. You know, John. You know, you one of these arguments you see here locally, and, and this is the one that irks me the most. Is it says, well, you know, we need to find ways to, you know, to to, to bring in you know businesses of, of of this race or something. You know, find, find, well, what's stopping you? What's, whatever stopped you, Joe, whatever stopped you from, from starting your diesel, you know, you know, yeah, nothing, 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 no, nothing stopping. I nothing. went and bought a truck. I want you. I, 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 want, I want good businesses in this town. I want them all. I want, want, I want a business well, that does a lot everything. Of people don't I want, want good businesses in this town. I don't care who owns it. I go to stores that are owned by Indians. I go to restaurants that are owned by Chinese people. I go to restaurants that are owned by yep. Mexican people. I don't care who or what you are. If you have a good product. I want to come at you, bro. I want to come at yeah, you. Yeah, I want to come, come at you. you. I want to eat your food. Yeah. I want to consume your product. And if it's a shitty product, I don't care. Yeah. If you want more businesses in this yeah. town, don't 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 well, don't, a lot of don't people petition those. You know, a lot of people are afraid to start at the bottom. You know, I I, I made a comparison to uh, I guess you can call it a uh, metaphor of a, a life is like a building. We all kind of start off in the lobby. You know what I mean? And we all try. Everybody's trying to get to the top. Everybody, we all these, trying these, to get to the penthouse. Bezos is on the roof. You know what I mean? We, we all trying to get to that penthouse in Myrtle exactly. Beach overlooking exactly. the strip in 2000. Yeah. But we're yeah. all on different floors of that building. But most people are standing down in the lobby waiting on the elevator. They don't realize, hey, we got some steps over here. We got a pole we can climb up over here. Guess what? You give me some suckers, I'll climb up the outside of the building to get a couple floors. Yep. And through different things in life, you might get a little boost in life. You might get on an elevator and go up a few floors, or you might get knocked down a few floors, but we're all on different floors in this building. But nobody, everybody's waiting on the elevator. They want to go to the top, and they want it to happen in no time. And it, it took me, my business, I started in 2012. It took it really about seven years before, so I'd say six years, before it really started to grow into something that was big. I took a lot of hits. It, it takes time, and people will will not make it past the lobby. They'll just stay down there all the time because they they, they want to get on the elevator. And you most know. of them choose to. It's yeah, by, their own, choice. by and, their own choice. And so why are you sitting here trying to speak for them when mm -hmm. they're, they're telling you straight up they don't care? Move on about yourself. Well, like your, let us well, like your job. You started at the bottom. You probably was on call and had to do things. Yeah, we all start at the bottom. Nobody yeah. wants to start coming in on the on the base level. Everybody thinks they're supposed to come in at a certain level. Well, who are you? 
What, yeah. what, what, what have you done to contribute to this business? Oh, well, I have, to, I have uh, a degree. I have a, yeah, so no. Yeah. Nobody cares about <laughs> exactly. that. I have a political science degree, and to be honest, this podcast is the closest thing I've ever come to using my degree, Use degree. because I'm mm-hmm. talking politics. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, I've, you know I, I enjoy my job. I enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. the, the money, the benefits. I enjoy... You know, a, different you know, meet different people, being in different, different places, people, seeing different areas, and being mm-hmm. able to take my family to those areas and being able to experience that and, kind of and stuff. Show and, yeah, I know, at least you know where you are. Yeah, yeah and, Lynchburg. And, you, and I would get to Lynchburg if it wasn't for my job. Yeah, and, I and exactly. I would, it I wouldn't for Kelly's yeah. sister. So, so you know, I, 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 I want over. to spread that kind of thing. Here. I've been That's, to I've been to Philadelphia for my job. I've been to Detroit. Oh, I've been to Boston, Stoneham. Now, when I was over the road, mm-hmm. uh, you know, oh, South yeah, Dakota, yeah. Texas, yeah, Oklahoma, same. you know, some Louisiana, Florida, you know, I had some really good events. Yeah. You been know. to Fort Valley, Georgia. Have y'all ever heard of Fort Valley, Georgia? No, Negative. why do you even bring it up? <laughs> but that's the only place I can say I really went for work. Yeah, oh, we went yeah. to Fort Valley, Georgia. Yeah. I can't okay. say much else other than that. That's where well, they build buses at. Uh, well, I mean, well, I mean, hey, that, well, might, that might ring a bell <laughs> for truck drivers. Yeah. That should ring a bell somewhere. No, it wouldn't. I mean, it's nothing. It's a hole in the wall. Well, I mean, a lot well, of Georgia they, 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 they build you, school you buses. Know it was a hole in the wall if you never got to go there. If you never, if you never opened that book in Pandora's box and went there, you wouldn't know it was a hole in the wall. But, yeah. but, but just think about how something as simple as driving down there, how much you'll learn. Just like yeah. th- think about how much your brain will process just driving, looking at your peripherals. For a few hundred miles down and back, like all the different areas you'll pick up on and remember. I mean, just, you know, it's, it, the, the brain's a magical thing. So let's start finding ways to use our brains in a good way that's going to mm-hmm. start something off. Yeah. So it's going to get something something yeah. going that's it's, positive, you know. Well, and I'll tell you this, too. You know, I've traveled and been, you know, a lot of places all over the world. And it all starts with that first trip. Whether it's to Georgia or whether it's to, you know, Philadelphia. It all starts with you taking that trip. That's how, that's how it all starts with that first one. And and, and and let's kind of talk about this too because this has kind of irritated me for the past couple of years which uh, there are a couple reasons why I'm so glad you had a kid for one we need as many of us out there coming down the pipeline as possible and we have all waited a really really long time yeah we waited later in life yeah, yeah I mean we're, we're yeah yeah it, it, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're okay at least we're, at least we got the we got the ball rolling you know mm-hmm. what I mean so I was super happy but on top of that, I have to sit there and explain to my wife about once every three or four weeks. Be like, she's like, "Well, John's in Europe, and John and them are in China, and John and them are in Peru, and John and them are in Israel." And I'm like, "What do you want from me? I mean, I ain't John. I, ain't John. I can't take you to all these places. Uh, well, why is he doing it?" I said, "I don't know." I said, "I tell you what, though, at some point in time, I'll make a podcast and ask him. You know how? You know how are you?" How did you do it, man? Well, how, how, how are you going to all these countries well, every other every other month? Like, I, I mean, can tell you. Why it, are you making us all look bad? Well, my wife, she she got me started. You know, I like traveling. You know, like I said, me and Jeff have been to Bahamas. We've been, you know, to, to the beach and a few things. But I was kind of against traveling. You know, my wife, she bugged me for years. And 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 finally, she got me to go to, to Machu Picchu. And I tell you, I absolutely loved say, it. Say that again. Machu, Machu Picchu? The hell is that? It's, it's in Peru. Okay. It's in Peru. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway, yeah, it's a, it's uh it's one of the seven wonders of the world. It's where the I guess it was the Incas. Yeah, the Incas used to be down there. I think it's Incas. And uh it's one of the seven wonders, you know, with the stones, the way they built this city on top of this mountain. You're at about I think you're at about thirteen thousand feet up there. 
Wow. And, you oh, know, actually, yeah, you're, no you're kidding. Yeah, with me, we were having this conversation. I had to stop and catch my breath while we were talking. I mean, I, third, I mean, that, I was yeah, up there. Air is thin. I was, yeah, air is really thin. I was thirteen thousand at uh, Pikes Peak in yeah, Colorado. That's, it's, it's it's be awesome. there. Really 13, 14, thin. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I go up there in shorts mm-hmm. and. You know, it's it's like ninety degrees mm-hmm. down in Colorado Springs, and you get up to the top of Pikes Peak, it's cold, and it's yeah. mm-hmm. fifty degrees, yeah. and it starts hailing yeah. at any second. But just being in you know a different culture and seeing you know I I didn't speak I didn't speak Spanish. It's all Spanish down there, and you know what? Nobody got mad at me because I didn't speak Spanish in their country, and it opened my my eyes to a lot of the things that go on here. People get angry when people don't speak English or yada yada. Listen, you can. Take two minutes and, and help this person if they're asking you for a favor or they're trying to find something. Um, you know, but they they don't they they embraced me down there and I fell in love with traveling, just being somewhere where I didn't know didn't know where I was going from minute to minute, didn't know what the next thing was coming at me, and just taking in that culture and gotten to see something that I'd never seen before. And, you know, we me and the wife made a goal that we wanted to see all seven wonders of the world. And that's where it all started, was that we wanted to see all seven wonders and we started checking them off. That trip crossed off too. We got to see uh, Christ the Redeemer in uh, in Rio de Janeiro, and um, after that, I was hooked. And and we just started going around knocking off. Been to the Coliseum. We've been to uh, Chichen Itza. Um, seen the Taj Mahal in in India. We've been to the pyramids in Giza. Um, yeah, I've been to the Vatican. Yeah, like I said, I've been all over. You know, been to Iceland. You know, you go Great there, Wall of China. Great Wall of China. Yeah, you just did sneak that one just in. Just did right in front of the COVID. <laughs> you just right, did sneak yeah. that one yeah, in. Yeah, we were right in front of that one. So you know, we've seen all seven wonders. And, and I mean, that's that's fascinating. Uh-huh. I mean, that, I mean, that's you know, the, the pyramids is on the old seven wonders, but we got to see it too. And I tell you what, I want to go back to Egypt. I would, beautiful. I would actually take. Uh, I would say just because of the childhood memories. And what I read, I would actually like to see the uh, pyramids yeah. more than any of the others. That that, that interests me the yeah. most, just because they were how they were able to build them. Well, we can definitely get into to talking about some traveling too. You know, we got to do that on another episode. I can tell you what the, the biggest thing is. You got a lot of bloggers out here that talk to people about you know where to go and everything. But let me tell you something: when you're traveling and, you, and, you're, and you're in a different country, that's a different experience because a lot of people are just f- afraid. You he, you watch too much TV. And you hear about, you know, it's not James Bond. You know, you don't go in another country and people are not just robbing Americans. It, it's not like that. I've never felt in danger in any place I've ever been. Um, Paris, France, we were warned about the gypsies there picking pockets. And I did get approached by several gypsies in Paris. But other than that, and I knew. I knew about it. And I would love to talk, you know, some about that. If anybody's got any questions, they want to reach out, you know, questions about traveling, can definitely facilitate and make things easier. Kind of some do's and don'ts, so to speak. And make your life easier. What you can expect when you when you get over there. Well, and and, and mm-hmm. once again, that's 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 another, another bright episode. spot about a mm-hmm. podcast like this. We're gonna mm-hmm. you know we can come back and ask mm-hmm. questions and talk about things like that. We got boating right here, kind yeah. of slings around mm-hmm. you know uh, events. You know on yeah. uh, you know the the travel packages and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, a travel agent. Yeah, you know I mean and and you know we just we want to keep people mm-hmm. in this neck of the woods connected yeah. and like you know, to 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 be the you know mm-hmm. it's just. You know, want to come back at a later date too, and mm. and talk about some of the places you visit and stuff. You know, like because I don't want to say I envy it because you know I'm not mm. I'm not a jealous individual. I'm, I love you know where my life yeah. has taken me to, mm. and I, we all have different paths. Yeah. But there's a lot of the places mm. I want to visit. The the coolest place I have ever been, me personally, and you know you talk about going to Peru, right? And and noticing how the locals, how good they are, and how you know the 
the way you're conditioned to think it's going to be dangerous and, mm-hmm. and you get there and it's not, it's, it's kind of how I was in Iraq. So that, that's yeah. kind of where I am. That, that's how I've gotten to this point in time in my life to where, you know, I, I'm a combat veteran, but I'm very, I'm very anti-war because, you know, I, I think back, you know, I was so gung ho about going over there and then I get there and I'm like, well, shit, these people are cool. I mean, they, I mean, they don't have nothing to do with... bad over there, but yeah, just... They don't have anything to do with none of this stuff. Most of them are coming to me. They're selling me the things I need. Mm -hmm. They're bringing me booze. They're Mm -hmm. bringing me tobacco. They're bringing me freaky freaky on the DVD if that's Mm -hmm. what I want. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you know, the Iraqi people, they're selling us soft drinks. They were selling us ice. Like, they were cool as shit. I was like, well, I mean, like, these these people don't deserve none of... I mean, they're they're not any more part of this than we are, Mm -hmm. so... You know, that's, you know, I I came to be who I am today. I'm like, you know, you know, fuck all this uh, this nonsense with the, with these unjustified wars and things. I mean, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. things like but that. It took, that and it took you actually going there to learn that. You yeah, know, to it's learn not that. Something you, you can you, learn sitting here in, Frank, you know, in your house, in your living room, watching the TV. It's something you have to, you had to go there to learn. Yeah, that. you know, I, I don't, I don't remember any of the, like, 2003 mm-hmm mainstream media build up to the war because I was mm. over there so we mm. weren't watching I, I remember it but you know over the years I've, mm. I've kind of went back and found DVDs and mm. and YouTube clips of it and, and, and kind of saw how the propaganda they were pushing and yeah well, and I'm I've like to... I'm like this is such this is such bullshit I mean these mm. people they're not a bunch of bloodthirsty terrorists they're yeah, all they just bu- they're yeah. laid back I mm. mean these people mm. are giving us mm. ice to keep us cool keep in cool. the desert heat mm-hmm. when guess who the United States Army isn't giving us that mm-hmm. ice to keep our mm-hmm. water and ourselves cool so we who we getting from the locals so yeah. I mean are they that bad no yeah. I remember looking at Iraq we look back at the propaganda this was real propaganda and it probably the biggest part of it regardless of you know the reason behind they went to war but when 2003 when we went to war in Iraq and y'all had already headed over there we're hearing on the news that these and I don't remember the particular regiment for for Saddam Hussein but there was a regiment the Bath, the Bath, Republican Guard it may have been the Republican Guard they were like these are some of the best trained soldiers in the world well, yeah, and we that, were going the in and they're Guard. like the news media is saying these are some of the best trained soldiers in the world we're going to have to do this to defeat them we're going to have to go this direction we took over the whole damn country in two weeks. Less than that, because the, they were the death was coming from. They couldn't even hear the planes coming. They in. couldn't even hear. They had that guy. They called him. Uh, what was the guy on the news media? The the guy that it was stuff blowing up in the background, literally. And he's like, "They are not here. They're nowhere near us. They're actually retreating." And literally, we're knocking stuff over they and coming in there. Lined up to surrender. I they were the lined pictures. up to surrender. Baghdad Bob was his name. He was. He's on mm-hmm. YouTube. It's hilarious mm-hmm. to watch the videos because they. He's. A, he was kind of clowning. He was just like the the press corps. Mm-hmm. At, for for Iraq and we're literally just yeah. we're basically knocking his windows in and he's talking about they're retreating they're heading home yeah, I remember you know? this and they talked about him they uh the guy the commander of the army was said that he was watching him on TV too and he was he had he's actually in command center and he was watching he said and this he was actually making him mad and he was debating on sending a bomb over into his building yep the, the, the correspondent I remember that they were talking about this it was special on TV that that was cool stuff because it was like. Yeah. That was a that was key to the propaganda. Yeah. We should have all noticed it then. And I can't. We look back now and we know it. Yeah. And we hear Billy talking about it. But yeah, we, I've been to like I said the middle. I've been to Dubai and I've been to Jordan over there. And like I say, it, it, when I went to Dubai it, in Abu Dhabi, it changed my opinion about the Middle East. I had the same opinion about the people had about it, how the people over there were, and you know they're a little hard headed. They're they're a little stubborn when you're talking to them and they want something. They're they're hard headed, but. 
Other than that, I mean, you know, they're great people. I mean, they, you don't, just, you know. Well, well, haggling as a part of their culture. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, it's almost oh. like if you don't haggle with them, they yeah, take exactly. it as a sign of disrespect. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they're very, very, they're very stern. Let's put that way. They're very stern people. Mm-hmm. So you talk about Europe, and Billy says talking about the, um, you talk about Europe, especially because they talk about pickpockets and getting robbed and all that stuff. We hear a lot of that, but when you visit, you, you, it doesn't necessarily happen, necessarily happen like it's said to it. But ironically, me and John do have a story that we shared together on travel, and it was completely the polar opposite, and it was unexpected. We weren't prepared for it. Me and John were in um, uh, Panama. 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 I we, we went on a cruise to Panama. We docked, the ship docked in Cologne, Panama. And so we took this excursion. Of course, you're in Panama. You're going to see the Panama Canal. Yeah, got to. So we, we jump on this train that takes us over to the Pacific side of the uh I think it was, it was called, it was called yeah. two oceans in one day. Two you, oceans in a day. Uh-huh. And what was odd was we went over to the Pacific side. We see the bridge to the Americas, you know, separating the two continents. We see the Pacific ocean and it was a really cool trip. We see the Panama canal. I think the mirror floor is locks and all that. What's interesting. We're on a bus coming back. We never did figure out. I think the tour was supposed to be a train. The same train was supposed to bring you back. But for some reason that day they had a bus. So me and John and Dean and Kelly, we're you know we're on this little, basically like one of those city little, bus. It like, like a city like bus, like a city bus almost, but, it, but like a school bus, like a fancy school bus. <laughs> yeah, and we're like bebopping through the rainforest. I mean, that's the best way I can describe mm-hmm. these hills and valleys. It, it wasn't much to it. We're going back to the cruise ship in Cologne, Panama, and we're all wore out. I mean, it's, we're talking about a day excursion in the Caribbean. You're wore out and you're hot and you're tired. And I remember there was a there was an access panel to this bus right in the aisleway. It was a square in the floor. Every time we'd hit a bump, the air would blow that whole access panel up. So, I mean, he was blowing hot air on it. And I've got to stick my foot on the panel to keep all keep this heat up, yeah. from coming in on everybody. Because, like, my God, it's hot in here. I'm like, oh, I'll just keep my foot on. We, me and Kelly fall asleep. So we're buzzing on down through the road there. And I, I wake up just in time to see it. Yeah, I was and awake. I, I think John, yeah, well, I was awake. John, was awake. John was on the very back row of this bus, and me and Kelly are on the road front, and Dean was on the back of him. And we see a red armored truck run out of the road. He was he run out of the road on the right side. We're on a two lane road in the rainforest. He runs out of the road on the right side and overcorrects and comes back. And we were actually going across a bridge, so yeah. we had no maneuverability. We were we were committed. Mm. So we're on this bus and this trucks we're we're headed this way and this truck overcorrects and comes at us and hits us dead on yeah head on head on collision with the with the armored truck. <laughs> I, I would say the armored truck won so y'all got in a head on collision head on, on collision. vacation yeah in panama yeah and uprooted it uprooted every seat in that bus people went blood was everywhere i mean it, it wasn't bad but it was some people it wasn't were like bad. a murder some scene. people were like bad some people had the, to go the to ones the in the front so, and I remember, and I can remember this visualization because I seen it coming. I don't remember if I braced or if I braced Kelly. I don't exactly remember that part of the story. But I remember seeing there were some heavier people in the front, the very front of the bus. And I just remember those seats ripping up out of the floor oh, and going forward. The seats. They just kind of go forward. But I look, me, Kelly, and John, we're all good. There's nothing wrong with us. We're not injured. I had some blood, but I don't even remember where it come from. It was my... So, I remember, I remember it happening, you know, plain as day, and Kelly's on the window seat, and there's a bunch of kids hollering and screaming next to John and Dean, and I believe it. Now, tell me if I, you remember this correctly. 
I kicked the window out of the bus, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. I, I laid back and I did, just yeah, I kicked the one out of my yeah. We both kicked I them. kicked the window. Mm-hmm. We kicked the windows out of the bus, mm-hmm. and we start setting the kids out because mm-hmm. we didn't know, you know, yeah. me. No, I, I know diesels. I mean, chances I'm catching on yeah. fire is a little slim, but the truth is, we were getting those kids out of that bus because mm-hmm. they were hollering, screaming. If yeah. it caught on fire, we got the kids out. So what was weird was is me and John get start getting the kids out and then the other adults and stuff, once we secure the scene per se, the police show up. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking guns, about marine looking guys. We're on talking about road bikes. It looks like mercenaries <laughs> yeah. show up. And I'm very, not exa- very, very likely was. Yeah. Yeah. We're show up and we're surrounded. We're the only people we're mm-hmm. Americans. And we're surrounded by fifteen or twenty, mm-hmm. let's just say mercenaries for the sake of argument. And they're all armed with ARs. AR. And everybody thought they were there to protect the armored car, but they weren't. They were around us to keep to keep the locals. And, and we were told later that, you know, the people there only make about $60 U.S. a week. So you take one tourist that's got 50 bucks on him, that's a week pay. Yeah. yeah. And where we were, we were not in a touristy place. So there was nothing there other than those guys to keep. Keep the it people, wasn't. It yeah. wasn't. Yeah. We so were, yeah, you're right. You know what? I, that's probably probably the most danger. And I don't think that we were in any danger. We must I don't still think we danger, were any. But it they was were there perception. just in case. I remember those mm-hmm. kids. I would imagine the kids felt like they were in mm-hmm. danger, but we were being protected. They were kind of watching yeah, us. They were watching, making sure nobody and, came up and did anything. And we, and when that other bus showed up to take us back to the ship, man, they they made sure we were taken care of, got yeah. us up, and we got out of there and. Man, we were treated like gold for the rest of the week on that yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah. We we probably should have done something different about that whole arrangement. We didn't know any better then, but yeah. God, we couldn't wait till we got home. <laughs> well, that 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 that's one of my biggest you know biggest misses over the past couple. Well, to, to to some degree, like you know, I guess before we had the little one and everything, we always wanted to you know we wanted to jump on a ship and get Jeff to hook us up or anything like that, and. Uh, uh, we wanted to kind of do our traveling thing, and now you know after you see all this stuff going on, you know we're, we're getting to a point where, you know they're they're starting to push these vaccine passports and stuff like that. And that that is a national caste system that is mm. going to separate the haves from the have-nots. Mm. Like we should at this point in time, we need to be saying, all right, f this. Biden says by June or something like that, we should have enough vaccines for everybody in the entire country. You either take it or you don't. That's up to you. It has to the, be like that. The people who don't take it, that's the risk they take. They go on about their lives. We get back to normal. Enough with it. I mean, this, you know, you know, par- pardon my, my language, but fuck these vaccine passports. It's a caste system. I don't it's, believe it's it. It's not something we mm. need to be endorsing in the least. And, and that's what I miss about traveling. And if we don't fight for something like this right now, if we don't at least, you know, speak up as much as we possibly can, you know, you might end up missing out on the ability you know, to travel because these people are going to adopt this kind of stuff yep. because they think they're being woke about it. The hell with that. I'm not going to shove something into my arm just so I can travel. Mm-hmm. I, think think other countries will, yeah, I think other countries will. I think other countries will. I do not think the U.S. will be able but to it's not. A, it's not about. It's not about the country doing it. It's, oh, I know. It's about these Perception. private companies mm-hmm. deciding to do it in the name of the government. Like, yeah. like you can't even you like. A lot of libertarians will say, well, they're private companies and they should be able to do what they would know. Shut up. You don't do what you want to do. This is one of these situations where you know these companies, they're, they're intertwined with the government as is. So don't give them the benefit of the doubt and say, well, they're private. They can do it. No, fight against these COVID passports at every 
turn you possibly we can. should not be made you to do you anything should, by government no, period you, you it's, it's not because if it, well the government's not going to do it that's my thing like the government has officially backed off of it they're not gonna but they've already laid that seed like john was talking yeah. earlier about planting the seed you know for your own success well that's what they've done they planted that seed for all this nonsense to go on and they've kind of backed off of it so it won't be a government mandate but all these random what companies will decide to do it on their own and yep. then now you're, you're still creating a caste system but like like the airlines are going to do it okay well the airlines like two or three times have been bailed out by our tax dollars they are owned by the government so, G- GM. So, if, so, if, so yeah so if the airlines say well you have to have a vaccine to travel well you're basically owned by the government that's ridiculous that's nonsense no you're you really know? owned by the American people but people forget that well yeah well I mean and that that, that while we're here, baby. That's, that's right. Why, that's, that's right. Why, that's, that's why. That's why we're going to start telling the system to f off. That's why we're going to start. We shouldn't have to pay fifty thousand dollars for no. a Chevrolet. We've done no. bought it. We're going to do yeah. things. And then all you're way. going to pay taxes on that. Yeah, we're uh, going to pay taxes on it because they borrowed the money to do it. They borrowed the money from themselves to do it. How does that work? And then pay interest to the American people, something like that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sit back. We're gonna drink a little bit. We're gonna have good times on the lake. We're going to make good decisions. We're going to continue to push this stuff forward. I mean, that's that's the best we possibly can do. I, I mean, think we've really touched on a lot here tonight, talk, and I think it pushes us in the right direction. And the people that listen to this is actually going to see the goals of what we're going to talk about here. And it's not about uh, you and I. It's going to be about us, and that's the way we need to roll with this. We need to do Franklin County, Rocky Mount, Appalachia. It's all about us uh, as together as one and not um, – well, it doesn't even have to be together as one. Like everybody, well, yeah, everybody, not together. Everybody, working is, together is a but, with a but, common goal. How about yeah, that? Exactly. Like, Sorry. Exactly. Like I, I don't care what every little nitpicking mm. thing you care about, but all I want is for us to have a community where we can do what we want to do in the confines of our own home on our own property. You know, we don't. You know, and and, and you know, and and I love talking about things like that and, and you know we can get into things like that at later dates and yeah. you know about, about how got plenty of time uh, you know, exactly about how you know about how you know uh, you know we, we can find ways to be better and we've got so many people interested in coming in here and talking with us you mm-hmm. know you know people that have interesting stories as well yeah. interesting careers well, that's what it takes you gotta get the stories from different you gotta almost take the best part if you could take the best parts of people's lives and then kind of you know emulate that right there take all the good and put it all in one ball well, yeah. and, and that's what we're doing yeah. right here. I mean, like, yeah. look, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're splitting a difference here. Everybody wants to put everybody into a little box and put them into a little corner. Well, I personally say, f your box and f your corner. We're gonna hang. Yeah, that's out. why. Yeah. We're, we're gonna hang out because we're like-minded individuals and because we have a common goal, and that's to run shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's what I want to do. That's what you want to do. Let's get together and let's improve ourselves and let's bring our community with us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we do right here. That's what, you know, the power. Believe we can do it. The power of these airwaves right here. That's what we do. So, uh, you know, going forward, we need to remind anybody that's listening to this uh, because we've rambled on here about some pretty important topics. And looking back, as we've got some social media outlets that we need to use as resources um if you hear this we gotta you know we gotta say hey we we need to hit more on this topic we want to hear more about john or we got to hit more but we need to use these outlets even as controlled as they are by various sources we need to use them to our own and um to our own advantage what do y'all think about that i mean yeah absolutely yeah i mean okay come you know definitely we're, we're on actually we're on twitter and we're on facebook you know contact us there uh our twitter is 
uh, Appalachian Podcast at On Tap. That's O N T A P. And, you know, we're on Facebook at the Appalachian Podcast. You know, come find us there. You know, we don't have anything set up for, you know, you know, support or donations or anything quite yet. You know, we're just doing this on our own time, on our own volition, our own money, our own because none of that, you know, the rest of that shit really matters. We want to get a message out there, and that's what we're doing. So, you know, that's why we're coming together. And we got some, you know, we got a lot of really cool, interesting people lined up that will come on in here and, and, and tell some really good stories, too. So, um you know, John. Uh, uh, well, I got some more stories to be told. That's we gotta leave. Sure. We gotta leave some for the imagination. <laughs> and, 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 and you know what, John? And, and, and being this first podcast, and, and all we've done tonight was came in here and we checked on the sound just a little bit and found out uh, what chords were and weren't unplugged. And I'm sitting here listening to John the entire time, thinking, you know what, this dude could have went straight out of high school. He could have started DJing smooth jazz radio at nighttime <laughs> somewhere in a big smooth city or so. Jazz. I mean, listen to that voice. <laughs> listen to that voice. I mean, do you hear that, Jeff? He's yeah, a, I he's, heard he's, it. He's, 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 up. he's, he's in the wrong possession. He's, he's in the wrong talk profession. country, but I talk fast sometimes too. So yeah, to... but, but 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 it's that deep voice. Like he could come in and I mean, he could be introducing Muddy Waters, you know, mm. at at a, at a jazz club and 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 Mississippi. A hole in the wall. Yeah. I mean, listen to that. So we, I mean, we we've got a lot to look forward to, you know. We well, got I appreciate y'all having me on, you know. It's, well, it's, it's no, we got we got We just gonna keep doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll get this situated. We'll we'll head on to the next one, and uh, you know uh, we got to thank everybody that's here involved tonight. You know, thank Jeff for coming over, and and John and Thomas no, we, who's we gonna be doing the editing and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and 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 let's roll with it. You know, let's move into a good direction and. Uh, uh, you know, thank Josh Grice and the Harwell Grice Band for that intro music we got going there. If you ever want to find them on Facebook, they're at the Harwell Grice Band. Uh, anytime they have a show, anywhere it is, it's always a good time. I highly recommend it. And, you know, actually got a good uh, New Orleans story about them boys. So maybe we'll get to that at some point in time. But, uh, you know, Jeff, John, thank you very much for uh, oh, absolutely. coming to this and for coming out for the first episode. Uh, uh, it, it, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I'm surprised we made it this far. It seems kind of good. I mean, we all came in, we got a couple of drinks, and we didn't really uh, know how. That we just kind of made things ease yeah. up on us. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, well, it's, you know. we we're, we're we're three guys that have been hanging out for 20, 25, 35 years, and we go back a long ways. And and to be honest, I'm I'm happy to be sitting here with y'all boys still, knowing what we were going through 20 years from yeah. now, and knowing we're going to take this opportunity to take steps forward, and. Uh, you know that's uh, that's my best part of the night. So I'm I'm, I'm glad to have you yep. boys in my house. I'm glad to have you boys here for and this. We're gonna do and, it again uh, soon. Let's yeah, see what we got. Let's yeah. see what we got. We will put it on. Put it on. Uh, put it on record and uh, let's edit it and we'll see how we all work yeah, out. Yeah, check, check us out on Facebook here soon. We'll be uh, talking about who our next guest is gonna be. And uh, thank you all very much for tuning in and listening yeah. to us. And we can't wait to come back and talk a little bit more. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Take it easy. All right. Bye. Goodbye.